0: We're operating from our ego and this part of us that wants to protect ourselves and this part of us that is really hindered by a lot of limitation. And that's the part of us making decisions. Mm -hmm. It's like when you move into this part of you that feels really like you, when you're really in alignment with your strength and you're feeling strong and clear and bold and powerful, you make different decisions. You set a different ripple Mm -hmm. into the world. Hey, it's Kathy Heller. Welcome back to the Kathy Heller podcast. I have a little congestion. So sorry about the way I sound. Maybe some of you are going to say, Oh my gosh, you sound great like that. You know that there's some people who like, this is the way they sound. Like, um, Sean Colvin, I don't know if you guys know her as a songwriter, but anyway, I digress. I hope that this um, is all clear and you can hear me is the point. Today's episode is great. Before we dive in, I want to let you know that next week, I'm doing a free workshop. It's called The Wealthy Woman Within. And I'm so excited to spend this time with you. And did I mention it's free? Go to kathyhellercom slash wealth. It's January 22nd through the 27th. I'll be live with you every day at 9 a.m. It's gonna be such good stuff. You guys are gonna feel amazing. You're gonna love it. We have tons of exercises planned and there's lots of gonna be great takeaways and prizes given. So go to kathyhellercom slash wealth and sign up. So today I want to share a piece of a coaching call we did recently in my membership, the quilts. First, you're going to hear me speak with Amy, an author who is having two conflicting experiences with abundance in her life. And then I'm going to share a conversation with Chris, who wanted to take her business to the next level so she could enjoy more fun and more freedom. I love playing clips of these calls because I think it's so helpful to see what other people go through. And very often what is personal is actually very universal. So I hope that you can take something away from this. Take a listen. Amy, your hand was up first, so I'm gonna call you up.
1: Hi, Kathy. Hi, everyone. So talking about abundance, I'll give you two examples of where I'm at with this. One is feeling appreciation for abundance that is already in my life, which I feel so comes so easily to me. Like I have all my bills on auto pay. So I receive an email notification. Thank you. Your bill is paid for the month. And every time I see that, I take a moment to be like, thank you. Yeah, easy and effortless for me. It's paid. No worries. So like, that's abundance that's already here. And I feel so appreciative. On the flip side, I have my own business and I'm launching a coaching program. I have a new book. And when I think about desires like... I want to sell 200 copies of my book this month, or I want to bring in four new clients this month. Suddenly, all those good feelings go out the window, mm-hmm. and I'm like, my ego comes in and says, "Well, it didn't happen last month. Why would it happen this month? What's different? Nothing." So you you know, the ego says you can't rely on this, Amy. You have no way of knowing what's coming through, and so then I get freaked out and think. This isn't going to happen. How do I make this happen? that's my I feel like that's the wrong question, but that's the question that I always ask myself. How do I make this happen?
0: Well, first of all, all of that makes tons of sense, and I want to really illuminate what you said because it's really helpful, right? You said that your mind gives you this evidence, well, like that didn't happen last month, so why would it happen this month? which is actually that's so rational that makes sense. So what I would say to you is your mind does look for the evidence to support whatever you believe. Well, another thing that you could find evidence of is people who have sold 200 books, right? You could. And then you would say, well, what do I notice about this person that they maybe embody that I could embody? And then if that was different, is there evidence to suggest, at least to me from my perspective, that those who embody this tend to see a little bit of that come back. And so I like thinking about it that way because you're right. You should, it's just like chat GPT. It works to the extent you give it the right prompt. So instead of making your mind wrong, it's like your mind's right. That's the prompt that you gave it. The prompt you gave it was, well, let's look at what happened last month. And your brain said, This is what it was. So this is what it will be. And you can give it a different prompt, which is let's look at other women I admire and ask it. Have any of them sold 200 books? Mm -hmm. And then you'll get a different answer with a different prompt. And then it's like, well, what is that different? What's the differentiator there? So in terms of making it happen, I actually think we do make it happen because we co create every second. Everything is an echo. And so to think that we're not in some way accountable or responsible, it takes away our um, self-determination. It takes away our ability to decide or have any dominion or agency, any self-agency. That's not true. That's not the way that we're built. You have tremendous control over how you show up and how you think. And so what you choose to think and what you choose to do, a 100% of that is up to you, right? Mm. And there are things that would probably feel satisfying to you and good because you would feel like whether this happens or not, because obviously you can't be in control of all these results, you would feel a sense of like, I love the fact that I showed up in this way. And so we can think about and talk about what would that look like and what, If we put a different prompt into the brain, into the chat GPT brain, what would be evidence of things that people have done that have given them a greater sense of an outcome? So when you think about your coaching business, for instance, and the selling of the book, what have you been doing and where is that at right now? And let's see if we can maybe make strides or make changes that would potentially lead to a different result. So tell me a little bit about that business and how you've offered it so far.
1: So my main way of offering it is to create content on Instagram every day or every week, kind of with content points, sharing my story, my book, and in, in offers about sacred journaling. It's this process I do to dialogue with soul through journal writing. And so I share what that means and what it means to me and how I've worked you know, just sharing the process and then ending with a call to action message me for details or to sign up. It's a four week telegram private program. And I have an email list and I haven't emailed them in like a month. So I feel like I've been sporadic and kind of hyper focused on Instagram. And there's probably other opportunities out there. Well, first
0: of all, I think it's really, really cool that you've been consistent at any of these things. I think that that is so freaking cool. And I love that you're doing that. I also like that you have figured out this offer that you enjoy, that works for you, and you're sort of inviting women into this process. And I think that that's really cool. I will also say that, you know, you've probably heard this, but whether you're an actor or not, I think in general, people know that if somebody is acting on stage, the director always says, make it bigger. And if someone's acting on TV, they always say, make it smaller, right? Why? Because when you're on TV, the camera is like right in your face. So every eye roll that Jennifer Aniston makes on that show, Friends, like we we feel it, you know, so she doesn't have to do this because we got it when she just kind of looks like that, right? But on stage in theater, in order for people in the you know, even fourth row to get it, you have to get it. Like you have to, right? Otherwise we don't see it. Right. Hey, I say this because when you're doing marketing, we have to know what to punch. What has to be bold and what is just sort of like part of the chorus that we're singing and what's actually like the inflection point. And I say that because people are so busy and so inundated with so much that if we're not hunching it what's really like the most meaty piece don't expect them to get it they didn't get it so what does that mean it means that the thing everybody's after is the transformation so what you told me is a journey it's a process it's a tool but in the time that you told me about it i don't know what the transformation is and I think that what happens for all of us well-meaning women is that we hesitate on the transformation part because we struggle with whether or not people will actually get the transformation and we struggle with whether or not it's within our grasp to even say we're we're worthy of promising any transformation. It puts us on the hook, right? But that is what they want. And so it takes a minute to ask yourself, and you may have already done this work, what's the transformation for her? If somebody does this work, what is the transformation? What do you think it is?
1: Yeah. Well, for me, I mean, I do this practice for myself, and the biggest piece is moving from self-loathing to self-loving. And I think that I can dig into what that means I think self-love is such a broad topic that a lot of people talk about and I need to dig in and define it in specific ways that I haven't really done yet. Also,
0: first of all, that's beautiful and needed. And what I want you guys to think about is, as my friend Laura Belgrade likes to say, she calls it an eFab, an email from a bestie. She says, You know why I came up with that? Because when people ask me about business copywriting and email. I always say to them, before you write an email in your business, what emails do you like to read? Mm -hmm. And then people say, oh, and she says, write the email you want to read. Do you really want to read somebody sharing about specific kinds of like things that seem really formal and smart and informative? Or do you want to hear what happened to them at Thanksgiving dinner and you want them to spill the tea on something, right? or even just to show you their Black Friday haul and like what they bought. And -hmm. you're like, I'd rather see what you bought for Black Friday. You know what I mean? Like, so why am I saying this? Because when you think about the self-love piece, if it was you and you wanted to buy something that would give you investment in yourself and it would open you up and it would crack you open and it would be a breakthrough and you would pay for coaching, what do you want the transformation to be? Do you want the person to tell you the transformation is self-love or do you want the person to tell you it's unshakable confidence or do you want the person to tell you that it's a complete 180 where your life just feels like it's on your terms or I mean I'm curious what for you because self-love is the window into what it's the window into a life that feels better it feels like you don't have to have a vacation from it. It feels like boundaries, maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, what is it? What actually is the transformation? And and so what's the bold being on stage in the theater to the person in the back of the room? Mm -hmm. And if it was you and the person is sending you your favorite transformation, what would you want it to be? What do you want to walk away with? Do you want to walk away with self-love or do you want to walk away with blank which self-love is the requirement for you know what I'm saying makes sense yeah and what is a way I mean how can you understand a little bit more about that so that you because so much of this this is what I'm trying to tell you every time we talk about business which is so fun is that we are selling air it's literally the exchange of ideas that's it people exchange ideas and better ideas get bought and that's it. Whether or not the thing even does that, that, remains to be seen. But the best marketers sell air because they find the way to say things better. Mm-hmm. And that is exciting because that is something we can all take part in. And the good news is that you actually have a place within you that can hold for these women with integrity and substance and you love them and get it and it's going to be healing. And they're going to only be willing to go through that work, that hard work of learning to love themselves if there is a cherry on the top called whatever the transformation is because we buy from the part of us that's mostly an ego. So the part that will be required to face the things that we don't want to face She's not really the buyer. The buyer part of us is the part of us that needs this thing fixed, needs this thing to go away, needs the new version. And so what could the transformation be that you would feel is like sexy and bold for you to even say it? Like if you didn't have to be perfect, let's say you could wave a magic wand and you knew for sure that God would give these people the results they need no matter what. It would come through. What is the transformation? What do you want to have happen to her? Say more about it. What happens to her by the end of this coaching? So it's
1: about turning that shit talking, kick your ass into the dirt inner voice, and into an alternative. It's having an alternative to that. We all have our experience with our inner critic, and it, for many of us, it's all day, every day. But what is the alternative? Well, if you have the alternative, it's the loving voice. It's the voice that comes in always on your side, always having your back, always giving guidance. So to have that voice and have access to it, that's really what my work does is provide an access point and an entry point into tapping into that voice every single day on demand as soon as you need it. And
0: when you have that, just riff for me for a second. What changes in your life as a
1: result of that? Oh, you can do anything. I mean, you have the guts to go after your dreams. I wrote a book because I started this process. I've wanted to write a book for 20 years. Why did it take that long? Well, because I had these voices in my head saying, oh, you'll never be successful at this. But when I tapped in, I'm struggling a little bit here, but You can write a book, you can start a business, you can move across the country, you can do these things that you've always wanted to do because you have your own bigger self, your loving self backing you every step of the way. So you're not alone. You can go after your dreams and fight that good fight to get to where you want to be and create the life that you love. Right. And so that feels
0: like what somebody wants, right? (laughs) And if that feels like the sexy, bold thing that she's after, which is to follow through, show up for yourself, make the right decisions that really serve you and create your life because you're no longer held back, right? So you're you're living your life on your terms. And when you share that, you said, I'm struggling a little bit, but you really didn't seem to struggle. You seemed to
1: be able to tell me so why did you think that you were struggling? What made you feel that? I feel like I was going off on a tangent and needed to bring it back. And Well, focus. you weren't. You actually did a good job. You were just kind of giving examples of this same thing. Right. And the name of your book is what? What's the name of your book? Sacred Journaling. Sacred Journaling. That's beautiful. A guide to connect to your higher self and create a life you love. So that's the piece. Yeah. Okay. So...
0: When you work with people, you told me before, you know, you, you take them through this journaling process and then they have this feeling of self love. Have you sort of created for your coaching clients like a little path from where she is to this creating a life you love? And the journaling is a process, right? It's a practice that goes through the whole thing. But is there a little structure that takes you from the beginning to the transformation there is okay and what does that look like
1: yeah it's a four-part structure of starting from ground one if you've never done this before even if you have and you need to start again either connecting with your higher self or doing that on paper through writing we start at the beginning how do you even show up to the page what do you say And so it's very specific how to dialogue with your higher self. That's where you start. The second piece is what do you bring to the conversation? Well, you can be playful. You can be vulnerable. You can be angry. You can bring every emotion you have to this conversation. The third piece is how to maintain this connection with your higher self. And really, what's interesting about it to me about my work is that I look at the relationship between us and our higher selves. It's not just journaling for the sake of journaling. I treat our relationship with our higher selves kind of like a romantic relationship. Like this is your ultimate soulmate because this is your soul. So that's the third piece. And then the fourth piece is how do we make this a lifelong practice? How do we commit to this work and see it through to the fruition of what it creates? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, I think it's really cool that you've
0: taken the time to kind of come up with that. I want to understand how you've been selling that, right? Cause you said you feel grateful that your bills are being paid and you want to see more coming in and you have this desire to bring 200 books into the world that are sold, but you also want to sell this coaching program. So now we know a little bit more about it. What do you do? What's your current way of selling it? What do you charge for
1: it? And how are you talking about it? So, my current income comes from another source. It comes from my parents, actually. But for this program and for the book, I talk about them on Instagram. I share posts. Sometimes it's kind of a teaching post about one of the benefits. I have a list of like 20 benefits of the program. So, I'll share kind of have you struggled with journaling? Does this feel like a process that you've heard of, but you don't really know how to tap in, kind of lead them through a few points. And then the last slide of the Instagram carousel is here's the offer. It's um, four weeks, one day a week of private telegram coaching on this. And it's $111. So what I think is, and you can tell me how you feel about it, but that.
0: Again, and this is why it is, I think, so helpful that people are brave enough to just share and be vulnerable and workshop this stuff because I think it helps everybody. But for, for everybody who's listening with a lot of love and just grace, do you hear the difference between what we're talking about and then what that offer is in terms of what it's pointing to, right? An offer and marketing points to something. It's a pointer, So what you told me, what we kind of talked about, and the most animated, if we measured your energy, the most animated you got on this call was when you said, she can do whatever she wants. She can live life on her terms. She can fulfill her dreams. She can finish her project. Remember you said all that? Yes, yes. Because then what you just told me is, the way you market this is, you say to people, these are the benefits, like some of them, there's 20 of them you talk about, and you talk about the journaling. Mm -hmm. And then you say, have you struggled with journaling? Mm -hmm. And then you say, I can journal with you once a week for Mm $111. So that, just so we're clear, is Mm -hmm. you giving a totally different offer. And the offer there is, do you want to be a better journaler? Do you want to spend money and time learning how to journal better? Versus, do you want to feel Bold. Do you want to make your decisions? Do you want to follow through? Do you want to finish writing the book? Do you want to do that? I'll meet you once a week to be your coach, and the process can be anything you want. You can do Winhof breath work. You can have them smash plates in a rage room. You can have them touch their toes. You can have them journal. The whole yeah. thing can be about tapping. You can do whatever you want, but it's the transformation they're buying, and what you're selling is a process. You're trying to get them to buy a process, but they want to buy an outcome. That's number one, right? And then number two, you're charging nothing. So is it $111 every week or is it $111 for four sessions? For four Four sessions. sessions. So what you're telling them is this is not valuable. It's valued at $25-ish, which means it's not valuable. Because the market has decided for all of us what the value is for everything. There's a value for a can of seltzer, and there's a value for these candles, and there's a value for the shirt I'm wearing, and then there's a range. If a human being gives an hour of their time for $25, what you're telling that person, because of what the market is, it's not valuable. Don't worry, it's not valuable. Yeah. My daughter, who's in first, I have a first grader, fifth and sixth grader. They all have the same tutor who comes to the house three or four nights a week and sits with the three of them. And it's a hundred and fifty dollars an hour. And she's she's a junior in high school mm-hmm. and she's a tutor. She's like a straight A junior in high school student in like AP classes. And it's $150 an hour for her to sit with a first grader, fifth grader, and sixth grader. And if my kid was Seventeen and studying for the SAT, it'd be three hundred dollars an hour just for a person to teach them. Not a Harvard professor, just a person who mm-hmm. specializes in the SAT. You're charging $25 because what you've communicated is this is a process. I'm not gonna get behind your transformation. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna promise you anything. I'm not gonna be here to like put a knife and a stake in the ground and say, this is what we're doing together this is what you're investing in, right? So there's a reason why it takes tremendous courage and leadership. When you charge more, you're putting your own stamp on what you're behind, right? For me to say to someone, this is what my class costs, I'm putting myself there and saying, I believe in this transformation.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: And it's worth it for you to believe in it too. And then there are people who say, well, I could have learned podcasting because I saw a class pop up on Facebook and it was only $27, but I didn't take it because I understood there's no way I'll really learn it. If it's $27, it's probably going to be worksheets and things that are I could probably find for free. So really it's expensive, right? But yours is not expensive and yours shouldn't be free. It's just that you're right now, you're invisible. Your Mm -hmm. sense of self-worth, your sense of leadership, right? As a coach, your job is to be so sure of her possibility and her future that through your eyes, she sees it. Mm -hmm. She Mm -hmm. sees her future through you, right? So when you are fully enrolled, then you wouldn't charge less than the market value. You would charge whatever the market is. Mm -hmm. And then you would also charge her not for a process, but for the transformation, because you'll get behind it. Yeah. You'll believe in the transformation, which is... So now, if you were going to do that differently, what might be a different way to market that?
1: Yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right. I th- I've struggled so much with the transformation and because I'm in it, it's like a fish trying to describe the water. Of course. Like that's what it's yes. been like for me. Yes. And so the marketing will be less about describing the process, which is probably worth about $111 in this market to really boldly communicating the transformation that we've talked about. And I think part of what I want to do more of is getting on camera and talking to the camera because even though I'm a great writer my energy comes out when I'm talking and I feel like getting on camera really talking to people they can hear the energy in my voice and it will communicate even more so than the copywriting
0: I think that that's great and as a sort of reflection just now right now in this moment as you're speaking your energy has it has like bubbled up since you first started talking there's more life force coming through you as you speak even right now and you want to claim this you want to be able to say this is what we're doing come link arms with me and let's do it right and The other thing I'll just say for those of you who are, you know, starting coaching businesses or, or thinking about it, and some of you are even past that and that is your area as well. But for, for those of you who are starting it or wanting to start it, this is something you can go ahead and do today because the very first thing and second thing that I would have you do is actually go and give a few of those sessions away. Right. The very first thing I would do is to say, I'm offering a few of these sessions. And I want to crystallize for you. I want to get on with you for 30 minutes. And I want to see if it's helpful for you to have this process with me where we decide as we're about to enter 2024, right? We use whatever we have. What are we declaring for next year? And you can do a little journaling. You can have her answer some questions. And at the end of that, you can say, if you want to do this with me, we can do four sessions for... And you'll raise the price, right? To what it actually should be, what you really feel like it should be. Yeah. And see how she feels about that. But I wouldn't also, and you said this early on, rely on posts and Instagram as the only way to do the marketing, because to build a coaching practice successfully, when you're starting out this way, when you want to have clients one on one, you, are talking to people directly every day is what you would be doing. Talking to people directly, getting on discovery calls, giving people the opportunity to taste it, to be in it, and then Mm -hmm. offering them to fully enroll, to sign a little retainer contract and get on board with you if they found that helpful. And then you can take on, you can say, I have this many spots and here's what we're doing. And you'll grow from there and you'll get their testimonials and you'll start to share your testimonials. But people often are not just going to buy just because someone posted something on Instagram. They want to have an experience of it in order to be enrolled in buying it. But I okay. think there is a, enough here that you could make some changes. And that's why I say when you think about for yourself, how does it feel? If you're fully in integrity in your own sense of self-worth and you're creating your business from that place and you're making decisions from that place, then is this clean or is it not? So often when we're looking at what we're charging or we're looking at the way we're talking about what we're charging, it's because we're operating from our ego and this part of us that wants to protect ourselves and this part of us that is really hindered by a lot of limitation. And that's the part of us making decisions. Mm -hmm. It's like when you move into this part of you that feels really like you, when you're really in alignment with your strength and you're feeling strong and clear and bold and powerful, you make different decisions. You set a different ripple Mm -hmm. into the world. And so I want you to think about that. And Amy, thank you for being willing to share that. Thank you so much. So I'm going to talk to the next person, but one more thing, which is what's the next thing it tells you that you need to do? From listening to that conversation, tell me in the chat, Do you need to raise your price? Do you need to talk about the transformation? Yeah, and not talk about the process. And that means being clear, which means leadership. That's the confidence that somebody wants. They want to feel that you stand behind that transformation. That's what we're all buying all the time. And it takes guts. It really does. And that's why being in business, it requires that sense of, Strength because you do have to lead. You have to be a leader. You have to be willing to say, let's go. Right. And when somebody's a leader, by the way, let's say somebody's a CEO of a company and they have to tell their employees, like, here's what we're doing for Q1 or does it mean that this person who's the leader is perfect and that they never make mistakes? No, it doesn't mean that that's impossible. Right. But what it does mean is that this person is willing to lead their way through it. They're raising their hand. That's what leadership is. Leadership is accountability. It means I'm going to figure it out. Even if I have to course correct, I'll own it. I'll own it, right? Which is why really good customer service is when the manager comes over and says, this is on us. We're doing a redo. We love you you don't deserve to have that. We're giving you a different experience. And then the customer, the data shows the customer is usually really happy with that. Why? Because of it's accountability. You didn't really think that every time you bought anything from anyone, nothing could ever go wrong. That's not what happens. It's the leadership. It's the customer's always right. This is on us. Even if everybody else that day in the restaurant had the best experience and this person didn't, you don't tell the customer they're wrong. You say, I hate that you didn't like this. I want to be better for you. What would be better? You know what? Come back for a month on me. That's leadership. It's accountability. Now, it's not to say that you're a doormat. I mean, that's also, that's not leadership. That's not what we're talking about. But we are talking about the fact that you can trust yourself and Most of the time when I speak to women who are struggling with what they're earning, it's because they don't trust themselves. So instead of sitting in front of their boss at their review and saying, this is what I wanna make next year, like, well, it's like, what is that? Trust yourself. Do you think anyone who's ever been in this position has been perfect? No, but you can stand beside yourself with full trust and say, I'm the person for this this role, right? And then the same thing with your client you trust yourself. You stop second-guessing yourself and you say, this is my rate, this is what it is, cannot wait, let's go, let's do it, and it's all good. And if somebody doesn't like it or they don't have the right experience, you lean in. You don't get defensive, you just lean right in and you go, let me hear more, say more about that. And you find the treasure in it. Either you'll realize that that person is really triggered and they might just need you to kind of make a concession here. Or you realize that maybe there's something that you can do to give them a better experience. All of that is still part of what's called being there to promise this transformation. You don't have to be a perfect anything. And I will tell you that by and large, men don't have a problem with that. And they don't think they're perfect. But they have an easier time trusting themselves. So they don't second guess it. They're like, yeah, you can hire me. I mean, yesterday, two different things. One was the, the jacuzzi that we have, even though the guy had come to fix it, it was like emptying and refilling and emptying and refilling like every four hours. And it was just like a waste of energy and electricity and whatever. And also like not useful. And then there were like two other Issues. One was that in my daughter's bedroom, there was like no air because the vent was like blocked, and the other bedrooms, then it was freezing cold because we couldn't. So her room is like boiling hot. She can't get air. So we keep making it lower. But then the other two girls are in like icicles. So my point is, we had to call the guy, right? And the same guy kind of fixes both things. And he was like, I'm so sorry. And he was here a week ago. And I wasn't like, how dare you? He was just like, I'll figure it out. But so anyway, the point is that. There are so many places where you're just walking further than you need to. You're carrying more weight than you need to because you don't trust yourself. And because you don't trust yourself and because you don't then raise your standard, it's just this never-ending cycle where you wouldn't dare promise these things and you wouldn't dare stand up because what happens if it doesn't come through? And we've really got to look at What has kept you from focusing on the transformation? And by the way, this is the other spoiler alert. It's really, truly important for you to understand that ultimately everybody is autonomous and that person's transformation still has so much to do with them. And whatever is going to be the result You can get excited about the transformation because you can get excited about your part in it. But what you don't do is also own their part. And that's the other reason women have a hard time in business because we're so fucking codependent. So then what you do is subconsciously, you own their part. And subconsciously, you're like, well, what if they don't follow through? What if it's like, they're a grown ass adult. That might be just the lesson they need like sorry you paid for your kid to take 8 weeks of ballet she came to one class the class is now over the recital just happened and you want a refund that's not our problem see the teacher was here the teacher was in class we paid the teacher to come to the room that was capped at 10 kids your kid didn't come she didn't do her part that's not on us but maybe to be a nice studio owner, you give her a credit towards a future class, right? But you don't own that she didn't show up. She didn't do it. That's on her, right? If somebody doesn't get the transformation because they don't go to the gym, because they don't drink water, and they don't see a difference in their health, there are moments where you say, oh, this is very good to look at. Let's take a look. What's going on here? And then you feel even more empowered, right? And so, so much of this is looking at your business, looking at your whatever work you're doing and honoring, honoring what it, what it should be that is your value and not owning everybody else's part. So, okay, Chris, you're next. Tell us what's going on. Hi, Kathy. First of all, I love you. I love you too. You guys are so lovable and delicious. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: thankful for the space.
3: And, uh, here's a couple of my downloads that lead up to my question. I'll get right to it. I think it will be very translatable. I'm in love with my business. I love that I get to change it every day if I want to. I love that it gives me freedom and it draws on many of my gifts. But I grew up believing that I had to earn my worth and I had to work hard for it and I am reparenting myself. (laughs) I am literally deprogramming and healing a lot of those parts of me and excited because when I share that with others who resonate, they are receiving it and healing alongside of me in their own ways. And a lot of that happens through my work because I work with family photos for a living, highly personal extensions and proof of our life, right? So Today earlier, I got the message: stop doing, just be. You know, we've heard it before. But then I come into our meditation with the quilt, and I got: being is doing, Chris. Being is doing. So coming back to the idea of just being paid to exist, I'm just—if you haven't already felt it—I'm just having massive and rapid and continual spiritual. Up level to the point where, like, I'm going to bed other times. <laughs> I'm so tired, but I feel like all of my growth has been more on the inside, mm-hmm. and I'm looking for some of that growth to show up on the outside. So, the more on the inside work I do, the bigger these orders come in, the bigger the projects come in. That's great, but I'm still trading dollars for minutes and i've had some less successful attempts at making residual income so i put it out there in the world i really would like to find more avenues of just not doing more but being paid to exist and continuing to be the uplifter that i just i know i am so i guess my question really is what can i do or be or what's the right question to look for ways to uplevel I know I deliver valuable transformations. I have no problem charging larger prices because the right people come in for my offers. But I was given an idea that's bigger than me and it calls on all of my gifts, not just some of them. And I guess I'm a little scared of that because I'm also being told, don't share it yet. Don't share this idea. So help the generator figure out where is the happiest days to be until. I don't know until I know. And I'm asking this because we're going into my many people's goal setting season, right? How do I ask a clear question so that I can allow more of what I want? Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. I mean, first of all, I love all of these things because you're so excited and there's so much like wonder in you and you're enjoying this so much and you're just going through a real period of expansion, which feels really yeah. good to feel, right? I can feel that. Yeah. That's that feels yeah. really yummy and good. You said the very first thing you said is, I love my business. And then you gave us some more sort of like background information about how you want to see more of it coming in right? What is it that you, in your business right now, you said your clients, they come, they have no problem with what it is right now and yada, yada, yada. And then I know that there's this piece of like this bigger thing you're being called to, but I'm just curious, like right now in this moment, what does it look like? What are you offering that you said you you love doing it and you give people these huge sort of transformations? What is that and what do you charge for it?
3: Oh, okay. Well, there's no two are the same. Um, yesterday, the order was 150 uh, videotapes somebody dropped off and I'm going to get them digitized so they can have their family movies there. And another one was a genealogist who just needed everything scanned great. I love my one-on-one clients because I walk them through the process. I created a system. I coach them. I give them homework and I come back. And I just love the relationship of that. But I can only serve so many one-on-one clients. And so... That's great, but I'm looking for more income to come in. And I'm just at a point where it's just kind of, it's going like this. It's going like this, but I know I can monetize this better than I'm doing. I yeah. know
0: I can. I mean, there's a few things that come to mind for me. So one of the things that comes to mind, I don't know if you heard it or you remember or she's a friend of mine. She came as a guest at our retreat, but I had her on the podcast a bunch and she's been a guest expert in some of our classes but my friend amy tangerine comes to mind because i love amy Tan. yeah and she and what's that really fun part of the beginning of her story i always highlight this part is that she was a scrapbooker Mm -hmm. and she said to a friend of hers at a little coffee date she said Mm -hmm. to her friend you know it would be so fun if i could get just a few high-end clients to scrapbook for and i I be like their scrapbooker right yeah Yeah. and when she was calling this in she was calling in like a really high-end client and her friend said wait ooh, i like this like a really high-end client who has tons of things that are continuous where they would have you sort of on retainer to just and she said, yeah. And so her friend invited her, literally. She's like, actually, tomorrow I'm going to a friend's she a party. Come meet her. And she still works with that client. And from that client, she started working with Pink. She started working with Dr. Phil. She started working with all these people. And she would get paid. And they would say, here's the year. Make a scrapbook for the trip we took for Christmas. My daughter's bought mitzvah, whatever it was, right? Yes, yes. And we're talking about tons of money. Right. So the first thing I thought is there is a different client and a different offer that utilizes the same skill, but it's a very different offer because it's a different client and it's specialized. Yeah. Right. So there's that that exists. There's also what you said is something that you really feel called to do that encapsulates all your gifts. Right. But essentially right now there's a feeling where you're comfortable in a certain exchange. You're putting in this out, you're getting this back and you have a greater vessel. You actually want to receive more. And it feels like it's out of integrity now, right? Yeah, because there's a little bit there's something to where you don't feel you're utilizing all your gifts and you don't feel like you're being paid. It just it's not quite a match anymore.
3: It's not. And I know that it's just many layers of old and new exist.
0: So and, if you uh, were, if you were yeah. to actually, cause we always, we tend to know what it is. We just tend to feel scared to do it because we'd have to interrupt the pattern, right? We'd have to make a different choice, which is why it's scary. It feels unknown and that feels not safe. But what. What is it that you think would feel better? What is your suspicion of what would feel better to charge or what would feel better to do if you could just disrupt it and put yourself in what feels like more alignment? What do, what do you think that would be? I love the one-on-one clients very, very much. If I
3: could do just a little bit of that to be the butter, to go with the bread. But the bread is, I don't know. I don't know what recipe I need. Because I started as a scrapbooker. That's what started this whole journey. And I'm every time I get somebody who says, make me another album, I'm like, yay. <laughs> but there's, you mean
0: what service? You mean, what does it look like? I mean, what but, would you really prefer to be doing? You just got so lit up when you talked about scrapbooking. Do people I know did, that but do I don't people, want to, You don't want to do that.
3: So why would do you wa- want? To do? Wait a minute. No, I'm not saying I don't want to do it. I would love to do them regularly. I would love a client a week and freedom to just not have to always be working on a project every day in order to make what I'm making. So that's why I was thinking that, you know, the system that I wrote into an online course and that I didn't sell it because quite honestly, it wasn't resonating. It wasn't aligned the way it came out. So I would love, so I chopped one of them up and I have a little mini digital thing, self-serve, that doesn't take more of my bandwidth To be able to sell it for people to buy it and finish with a small little solution. So I thought that might be a good start, but those are little, little pieces and it takes a lot of bricks to build a whole wall. (laughs) I don't want to be laying those bricks. I'm I'm over 50. I want to have some more freedom and fun. And I guess that's where I came back to the,
0: what's the right question to ask? So I could get some clarity. Well, I think what's interesting is the question that I asked and the question that somebody else asked already is the question for you, which is, what do you really want to do? And it's interesting because you almost don't let yourself answer that question. You're right. Like, what do you really want to do? It almost is like, because you got some thought that tells you you can't have that, You don't even answer the question of what you really want to do because it's not available.
3: That is true.
0: But what do you really want to do is the question. And you're so busy just working the way you've been working and working hard and learning to love it. But it's almost like there's a place where you don't actually love it. You love the people. I believe that. do. I love the people. I love the storytelling
3: which is why podcasting has just been such a a yeah, light fun
0: but what uh, what happened before when you said i would love to do a scrapbook a week so what if we make that that's the major and everything becomes the minor right like why can't we circle play? go back to where i started and actually make decent money <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: well,
0: why don't i mean if no. that's what you want to do i mean no. you could say you want to be a bird watcher i would i'll go with whatever you want cuz you, <laughs> you said you said you want to do that right? You go, I would love to do that. If that's true, yeah. why are you not doing that? Why are you not offering that or promoting that or building a whole world around the fact that you do that? One thing I had discovered, Kathy, that if that was all
3: I was doing, I get bored. I really love the variety of my projects. Okay. I really do. I love that one day I'm doing a memory preservation project that actually won an award. So cool. So I love that I'm doing the time-proofing as well as the crafty creating. I will never want to give up the creating, the crafty part, the design part. Never want to give that up.
0: Well, it sounds Um, to me like another thing that's here, as I'm just sort of assessing where you are, what you really want, and that's good, you're giving me feedback, right? Like, you could be owning this where other people do the work. I mean, you have a business that digitizes photos that also has scrapbooking capacity. There's all these different pieces of mm-hmm. taking care of people's documents yeah. and personal memories and things like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And there are other people who could be doing some of the jobs, right? Mm-hmm. Cause this becomes a business. Just like that tutor that I hire for my kids, I got her from a friend who has an agency. And she now has all these students that work under her. And so she makes a piece of what Ashley makes when Ashley comes here, right? She got Ashley the job. She's the one who goes and does different business development things that bring in business. And she's not having to trade time for dollars. She has different tutors around Los Angeles every night. And it's not even a huge business, but it's she's thriving from it. She's making thousands of dollars a week from it. So if you started putting your eyes on, I get to design
2: Mm
0: -hmm. what this is, what we call it. And I'm doing, and then you're doing scrapbook workshops. You're talking to people about how to organize their, their, their stuff. Maybe you're even starting a course on how people can keep their digital files or make their own quick scrapbooks or, or leading workshops or wherever you're, or you're going to conferences and you're the person in the business through the podcast, through your life, you're creating business development opportunities. And then you start to bring people in who can help you because scanning these documents is tedious. Yeah. You just don't need to be doing that. It's not my joy. It's not my bliss. You're better served spending the time, right? Yeah. So you could start creating this, which means you can start looking for people who know how to scan documents, who are trustworthy, who have different kinds of skills, who They don't have to be available all the time. They could be available sometimes on a freelance basis. I have a friend who's a professional organizer and sometimes she needs extra hands and she'll hire a person for the day and say, yeah, can I pay you a flat rate and you'll come with me to organize this house? Right. But this is, this is a path to more scalability. So does that feel exciting? If in, you know, this time a year from now, you start to see yourself And the business, you're working with the clients, you're doing the Yes, who I love. You're sitting with them going, okay, here's what you want. Here's what you need. Here's what we offer. Great. And then you hand off whatever part of the work is tedious to somebody and you do the other piece, right? I have a friend who has a cake making business. She makes cakes, custom cakes. She has a woman who goes to the bakery with her who makes all the cakes. And what does my friend do? Ices them and decorates them. That's Mm -hmm. the hard part. She doesn't need to actually make the cake, the cake part. The other person can do that. She needs to sit there with her tools and create these little things that are custom that people want. So she gets to the bakery in the morning after this girl's been there all night. She gets paid well to do it. She shows up and she ices 10 cakes. And now she has the money to pay this girl. And now she has the money to support her whole family. She's the breadwinner. You're helping me right now. So what is I'm that? Never. What is that about? Again, we go back to self worth. Why yeah. are we not allowing ourselves the support? Where's the block? You're mm-hmm. going to look back a year from now and go, why did I do all of that? Right? Yeah. The <laughs> best thing that money can do is give you freedom. And you said that, right? Yes. And when money comes into the business, the first place it's supposed to go is back in the business. And what that's supposed to ultimately do is hire a human being. Yes. Create a job. That's actually the best reason to be abundant. Go create a job. Go create more jobs. Keep creating jobs so that you can work on the business and not in the business. Right now you are in it to hear. That's exhausting and keeping you from (laughs) creating. Yeah. This is so awesome and exciting. And by the way, you're coming up on the holiday season. This is I the know. moment for you to say, hey, how many of you have thousands yeah. of photos that you're about to take and you're going to forget that they exist? Yes. We have a way of serving you. Yeah. Fill out this form. Let me know what you need. You start right. to prioritize who to get on the phone with. You start looking. And then before you even do that, you start reaching out to your network of people saying, I need a few admin. I need a few responsible, cool people who I can trust Start interviewing them. Say, I might have some work for you. Are you available freelance? Here's what I can. And then just start taking as much work as you guys can handle. Yes. And you're going to be so excited. And then you start talking about how people are happy and you start showing the work. You start bringing in more Mm -hmm. business. You start doing the part that feels creative. Yes. I mean, that feels like a really fun project
3: for you. You're reminding me. I light up when it comes to the creative, the new thoughts and new things. And I got so much in the habit of digitizing and protecting because that's what people asked for. So I felt obligation to put my attention there when I don't have to, so I can have somebody else do that.
0: Exactly. And bringing in the business, let's be clear, like that is the business, okay? That is the business, bringing in the business, right? And so if you're a masseuse and you work at one of these massage places, If the massage is $50, you're making between 20 and 30% of that, right? Because this other person, so this is your business. You're bringing it in. Now you hire someone and you say, okay, here's what... Now all of a sudden, you just said, I want to get paid to just be. You're going to have business coming in and you will be paid to just be. They will be digitizing it. And now you can take as many clients as possible because you have help. It's hidden in plain sight. It's so simple and it's going to free you up. And, and then you can literally sing it from the hilltops because you're not full. In fact, somebody just said they know someone who could work for you. But I bet if you put it out there to the quill, you'll get a ton of people who could. Oh, my sister. Oh, you know, my college kid knows how to do that stuff. He can work for you. She can work for you. She's trustworthy. She's a straight A student. She goes to NYU. She needs an extra side hustle. You're done. You're fine. Yeah. I'm okay. excited for you. Do you feel a little bit lighter? Does this feel exciting? Yes.
3: Yes. I don't know why it was so hard to just for me to tell you what I want to do. And I was being weighed down by obligation or what I thought other people's expectations of me were. And I wasn't listening to me. So that's what I needed. People are going to feel that.
0: And then you know what? You're going to get more business because you're going to be more available for business right now when you're so overwhelmed with what you have to do on your plate, you're kind of stuck. You're not making the money money you want to make, but you have no more hours. Right. When you offshore to someone else those hours, now you actually will get more business. People will say, oh, I can feel that you're available. What else can you do? And then maybe you will take a scrapbook here and there. Maybe you'll take a couple high-end scrapbooks for families that are really going to appreciate it. And you'll do that once a month. And you'll start being able to put that out there as an offer. So I'm excited for
3: you. Thank you.
0: Oh my gosh. Totally. My pleasure. You guys make it really, really easy. I just love being with you guys. So thank you so much. All right. Well, I want to thank Amy and Chris for letting us share this with you. You can follow Amy at Amy Hartso. And Hartso is spelled H-A-R-T-S-O-U-G-H. And you can follow Chris. She's at Chris Reminist, And Chris is spelled K-R-I-S-R-E-M-I-N-I-S-C-E. Chris actually told us that this call inspired her to create a brand new elevated offer called 2024 Legacy Replay, and she's launching it right now. So we'll have the links for her and Amy in the show notes so that you can see the cool things that they're up to. Well, the takeaways are, number one, we make it happen because we co-create every second. Everything is an echo. Number two, you have tremendous control over how you show up, what you choose to think, and what you choose to do. A 100% of that is up to you. Number three, you're not alone. You can go after your dreams and fight that good fight to get where you want to be and create the life that you love. Number four, when you're really in alignment with your strength, you make different decisions. You've set a different riffle in the world. Number five, being in business requires that sense of strength because you have to be a leader. You have to be willing to raise your hand and say, let's go. Number six, everybody's autonomous. Each person's transformations has so much to do with themselves. Don't own their part. Number seven, trust yourself, raise your standard. So one last thing, I want to celebrate the students from the podcast program. Let's give a big shout out to Mary Lee and her podcast, All Things Menopausal. Adriana Douglas and her podcast, We Are All Artists. Billy Boss and her show, The Boss Confidence. And Sandy's, The Well Aligned Podcast. It's amazing that you're doing such phenomenal work and all of you just really blow me away. We'll have the links in the show notes that you guys can take a listen to those. Thank you so much for listening. I know I say it week after week, but I really mean it. We have such great episodes coming up. So please follow along on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, wherever you're listening. And if you're a fan of what we do, please leave us a review. If you can think of someone who would appreciate this episode, share the link with them. And finally, next week is my free event. It's called The Wealthy Woman Within and you can sign up at Heller.com slash wealth. It's gonna be so much fun. I really can't wait. It's free. Tell your friends, come and join us. Go to com slash well. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you soon.
2: How to trust this Cause I get